Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message. Thank you all for choosing to spend this day with us here at Unity of Fairfax. There's a question that's been on my mind and on my heart for the last few days, and I wanted to ask you if it is something that is in your consciousness as well. Am I the only one or are others here and online as well experiencing what we call allergen prosperity? <laughs> okay. Well, I'm so grateful that I have a supportive team here at Unity of Fairfax. So I shared this notion with Reverend Ron this morning, and he said, Russell, let me give you an affirmation to hold as you are experiencing allergen prosperity. And I said, what's that, Reverend Ron? And he said, with this beatific vision in his countenance, there is no spot snot where God is not. So, so, and that's how we roll. There's another question that's on my mind. How many of you were taught from the time you were this very old, this very young, uh, this big, right here, that you are naturally and inherently good? All right, a few. How many of you weren't necessarily taught that, but knew it somewhere deep in your core? I am a good person. I am goodness in expression. Absolutely. And I wondered to myself, what would happen if everybody on planet Earth was taught from the time they were this big, I am inherently good. Or what would happen if everybody, if nobody got the message, there's something inherently wrong with me? How would the world be different? Yeah, that's the question. That's the calling, and that's why we're studying for Unity Awakening 2021, the book Trusting the Gold, Uncovering Your Natural Goodness. Because even though many of us in Unity and New Thought know this intellectually, there's still this residual energy that says, maybe, maybe not, I don't know. So we want to make sure everybody on planet Earth knows their inherent goodness. And for a lot of folks, that takes a lot of effort to accept if it's been beaten into you from the time you were taught that that's not really how it is. So this year in the Unity Awakening series, what we are doing is melding together Unity New Thought teachings with traditional wisdom of Buddhism in a way that highlights their practical application in everyday living. I once read, and it was probably on Facebook, because that's about the only thing I read anymore, just kidding, that's not true. Because I read good stuff like this. I once read, if you want a little awakening, go to the mountaintop. But if you want a lot of awakening, go into the city. In other words, interact with people, live your truth, and model the still more excellent way of co-creating a world that works for everyone. That's how we awaken. That's how we enlighten, is when we get in there and do the work. But doing the work is also predicated on taking the time to connect with the power and a presence bigger and greater than yourself. That also includes you, which is why our spiritual practice is fundamental to the work that we do. 
You know, Tara Brock's introduction to the material answers the question why this book was selected for Unity Awakening 2021. And I just want to read you a little paragraph. She wrote, for decades, a prayer has circulated in the background of my daily life. May I trust my own goodness. May I see the goodness in others. This longing emerged from a deep place of suffering I went through as a young adult. During that dark time, I felt anxious and depressed, separate from the world around me. I was continually judging myself as falling short, not good enough, doubting my worth. That, of course, kept me from feeling close and connected to others and to the world. It blocked me from feeling creative, stopped me from being fully alive. (laughs) And have any of us had a prayer similar to that one? A deep knowing somewhere under all the ick of the world that I am inherently good. Wanting to pull that out, wanting to live from that space, wanting to connect with others, wanting to be free, to be creative and to be alive and to trust ourselves. When many of us got the teaching somewhere along the line not to do that, not to trust your instincts and your intuition. And how many of us therefore then experience periods of darkness and anxiety and doubt. I think it's a very common experience. I know I've been there. And I would like to say only once, but I would not lie to you. It's happened more than once. Well, I guess maybe all of us have been to that dark, separated kind of experience, haven't we? Anybody been in a pandemic lately? Yeah, that's such a drag. I mean, and, and then the news cycle. I, one day this week, I was sitting at home. I still get a paper news, a newspaper. I, I, I like that tactile reading experience. And I was looking at the headlines, and I said to myself, self, I can't do this. So I picked up the newspaper, locked stock and barrel, even the sports section, dropped it into the recycle bin. I was feeling kind of lousy, to be quite honestly. But later in the day, I remembered, oh, trusting the goodness, finding the gold. And there is in the text a beautiful meditation, short, it's easy to do, called simply newspaper meditation. We might want to call it social media meditation now. That allowed me to access my inherent equanimity and to connect with the compassion for myself, for what I was feeling in the moment, and then to connect compassionately with all those folks referenced in those headlines. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I watch the news or read the news, I start feeling a variety of feelings. And it usually goes from anger to rage to grief and that kind of that cycle. But then I remembered something I often say to people, you know, A newspaper is a prayer request form filled out in way too much detail. (laughs) But as I engaged in the meditation, I was able to connect, to comfort myself, 
And to see those other folks named in those various and sundry articles as people, not simply an image. You see, when we trust our own goodness and when we recognize it in others, our creativity, our aliveness, and our willingness to work with others grows because we feel empowered and optimistic and even safe. But if or when that goodness seems to be lacking, we in the world become vulnerable to any number of untoward experiences. And I ask myself questions like, how many of the world's ills are perpetuated by those who don't know or discount their own goodness or the goodness of others? And I don't like the answers that come to mind because every day I see the evidence of that. You know, trust, trust that appears in the headline of the title of the book is one of those words that can be both a noun and a verb. And both convey the idea of confidence, which comes from the Latin roots meaning with faith. So we can modify the affirmation, may I trust in my own goodness, to be may I have faith in my own goodness. You see, and here's the problem. All too often we, and I'm using the collective we, I'm not just talking about us here. We, people in general, focus on what's wrong with ourselves and especially what's wrong with other people. We really get into that. And suddenly, they aren't people anymore, are they? But caricatures of chaos, memes of monstrosities, and the embodiment of evil. You know, I, I've caught the guy in the mirror, that would be me, on occasion, ensnared in that sort of quagmire of consciousness. It's easy to do, isn't it? But doing the easy thing and thinking the easy thought isn't what we're here. It's not why we're here. Love is why we're here. And love needs to be strong and empowered. And for us to continue to be strong and empowered in love in the world, we must trust our own goodness and not give way to the quicksand of consciousness that draws us. So we who are called to the work of raising the consciousness of humanity, those we who are called to take the high road to embody Christ consciousness, follow the example of the master who is recorded to have said in the Sermon on the Mount, you have heard it said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be children of your Father in heaven, for he makes his sun to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you work for the IRS, I apologize. This was written a long time ago. <laughs> You know, for those of you at home, this is the Washington, D.C. area. People work for the IRS here. And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what are you doing that's better than anyone else? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Now, this is Jesus, a Jew, speaking to a Jewish audience. He's understanding there is a bias already in, our, in that community. He's saying, you're doing the exact same thing that they are. Don't think of yourselves as so high and mighty. 
Because this whole passage is about, we're pretty much on the same level, folks. But be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. He's not saying, go out there and do something to become perfect. Just realize who you already are as an embodiment of the creative power of the universe. Now, all this being said, this is real nice stuff. It doesn't mean roll over and be a doormat in the face of injustice or inequality. It simply means that in addressing injustice and inequality, recognize that those who are perpetuating it, at least from your point of view, are still members of the family of humankind with goodness at their core, regardless of how deep it seems to be buried. Get out your shovel, kids. But it's the truth. It's in there. We must hold the high watch and pull it out. Sometimes that means tough love, but it is still love. It's not hatred. It's not enmity. It's not revenge. It is a desire for reconnection and healing. You know, it's summed up in Unity's second principle that says our essence is of God, therefore we are inherently good. And not just those of us in unity and no thought, but everyone. So, uh, you know, knowing this, how is it possible that any one of us or any person could feel shame or guilt or not good enough? Uh, I wish that was a hard question to answer, but it isn't, is it? You know, simply put, shame says I am a bad thing. Guilt says I did a bad thing or I didn't do a good thing. And many theologies and affinity groups are, seem to be built on the notion of shame and guilt, thankfully. Ours is not one of them. You know, there are thousands of reasons why somebody might feel any of those feelings or emotions or feel like they're inherently flawed or bad or unlovable. And chances are, if you have skin, and I see that all of you do, you may have felt that way at one point or another, for some reason or another. I'm grateful that our theology and unity and new thought is predicated on the idea that divinity is goodness itself. And therefore, our second principle that says we are inherently good stems from that because we are products of this divinity. The subtitle of this little book, Trusting the Gold, is Uncovering Your Natural Goodness. And that title, that subtitle, comes from a true story that emerged out of Thailand in the 1950s. There was a huge clay stone Buddha statue that began to crack, and the monks were concerned about it. So they shined a light inside to see what was going on in there. Kind of reminds me of Easter and a chocolate Easter bunny. Is it solid or is it hollow? But anyway, that's a, I, I digress. So they shined a light into this crack, and what they saw was gold. The statue had been covered over with plaster and clay about 600 years earlier to protect it from invading armies. And unfortunately, the armies that invaded killed all the monks, and nobody knew that to protect their statue, they had covered it with clay until 600 years later. And now that statue is on display in a monastery in Bangkok. So as we engage in our study of Unity Awakening 2021, we have the opportunity to uncover our natural goodness in a way we have not done so before. 
to shed the clay and the stucco of limiting beliefs and thoughts and attitudes and fears and wounds and ignorance. So our book, the small groups, this series of talks, are based on, as Reverend Ron shared, three key ideas drawn from the text. And this is what Tara Brock has to say about that. We begin with learning to recognize the truth of our experience by opening to life just as it is. Then we discover how to awaken our inherent capacity to meet this ever-changing life with love. This unfolding presence and love reveals the freedom of our true nature. And even though the gold of your true na nature can get buried under fear and uncertainty and confusion, the more you trust this loving presence as the truth of who you are, the more you can fully, fully call it forth in yourself and in your thoughts and in your actions. And in our communities, as we humans increasingly remember that gold, we'll treat each other and all beings, even the animals, and the plants, and the earth, with a growing reverence and love. In the Sermon on the Mount, as recorded in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus also told his audience to let their light shine before others, so that they might see their good works and give glory to God. And this applies to us in 2021. As we know and trust our goodness, it will become easier to see the goodness in others and to have our works be more effective in creating a world of peace, abundance, and respect for all creation. This may seem like a pipe dream, but it is not. It is the reality of why we are here. And we can do this. So I'd like to just close by inviting you to affirm with me the affirmation on the screen as a way to seal the deal, to set us off and run, running together. May I trust my own goodness. May I see the goodness in others. Peace be with you and namaste. Thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. We appreciate our donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. See you next time.